the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tired of the negative news and flashover substance? It's time for Today with Dr. Wendy. Dr. Wendy Patrick is a trial attorney, patriot, and Ph.D. with a passion for people and a penchant for politics. Dr. Wendy brings you the headlines, streamlined, news you can use. It's time to be informed, engaged, and entertained. Now, here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick and my co-host Larry Dersham and I have a phenomenal show for you tonight. And we are going to start out with one of my favorite people and somebody that you no doubt have heard of and needs no introduction. But Larry, why don't you give an introduction anyway? Christopher Ruddy is CEO and president of Newsmax Media Incorporated, the parent company of Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. A Newsweek cover story named him as one of America's top 20 most influential news media personalities. Recently, Newsmax has been thrust into the world news limelight when AT&T's DirecTV decided to remove Newsmax from its platform, despite it being the fourth most watched cable news network. And that's what we're going to be discussing tonight. Thank you for joining the program tonight, Chris. Well, glad to be on with uh, Wendy and uh, Larry. Thank you for having me on. Well, Chris, obviously we're going to talk about the, the headline of the day. And if you weren't a household name before, you are now. But I was just thinking, looking at your illustrious resume, how in the world did you get into the news business to begin with, given all of the different ways you could have taken your career? Well, I started writing for some a small publication in the New York area. I thought it was extremely important that the public be informed about news. I didn't plan on being a journalist. But then I also saw there were so few journalists that represented, I thought, American values that I, I made a career of it. I've been doing it for 30 years, very proud of my work. And I started Newsmax as a digital media. We launched a cable TV channel uh, six or seven years ago. It's now the fourth highest rated cable news channel in the United States, top 20 of all cable. So, um, and we're now doing so well and growing so fast that big companies like DirecTV and AT&T want to stop us. <laughs> well, uh, for any of our listeners who may not have heard the full story of what AT&T and DirecTV did to Newsmax, could you summarize what happened? Well, look, we've been on, uh, AT&T owns DirecTV. We've been on their network, uh, their systems for over five years. They took us off on January 24th. Um, they did not want to treat us like a normal cable channel where we would get a very small license fee. Um, and uh, they said that they would not pay us anything, a zero, not even one penny. Meanwhile, they pay 100 top channels money, and they pay 22 liberal news channels money, um, and they deplatformed us. They basically removed us, and um, it's 13 million homes. It's a very big number. This is the second conservative channel they have removed in the past year. Uh, you may recall last year, AT&T and DirecTV removed um, the One America channel. 
And they said the same thing. They were trying to save their customers money. But meanwhile, they keep all of these liberal news channels that no one watches, and they pay every single one of them money. So it's not a business decision. It's a political decision. In fact, Alan Dershowitz came out today in a story in an article in Newsweek, actually, which is a more liberal publication, saying that this was just political targeting of Newsmax and that he's not a conservative, but he's very disturbed by it. And he thinks it it poses a real danger to our freedoms. Yeah. You know, one of the things that Alan Dershowitz said, who I'm very familiar with, is who's next? He was basically asking the who's next question. And I think it's interesting that so many really heavy hitters have come out in support of Newsmax and and against in opposition to this move. I mean, everybody from former President Trump, Senator Ted Cruz, Ronna McDaniel, Dr. Ben Carson, I could go on and on. But, Chris, the question I'm asked about this more often than anything else is there any chance there's the goal to have Newsmax again offer to those subscribers? Because that certainly seems to be the direction. Or is there something even better? Well, we know that initially they said they'd never have Newsmax on. Now they're telling people when they call in, they may consider bringing Newsmax back. We don't know if <laughs> right. that's accurate or not. So far, they have not negotiated, in our opinion, in good faith. However, we're willing to negotiate. We even suggested to them that they were open to an arbitrator, but we're still waiting. But we encourage people, uh, Wendy, to call DirecTV, and UVerse customers yeah. can do as well, And uh, at, at 877-NEWSMAX. That's the toll-free number, 877-NEWSMAX, and we'll connect you. And tell them you want our Newsmax back on. You don't want any substitutes. You want Newsmax. And um, it's important that they um, not censor us. And we that's right. There is no substitute. Yep. There is no substitute. And that's one of the things that has really has everybody fired up is it's your network is unique in so many ways that you can't just go to another's channel and get the same kind of content. Yes. Well, there are other channels out there, but I think, you know, like the Nielsen data shows there were 5 million people that tuned into Newsmax that did not watch Fox News in the past yeah. year. That was a pretty big number. So there's a lot of people that like our unique content. We're covering a lot of topics they don't cover or in the depth that we like to do. We have a really great lineup, people like Greta Van Susteren and Mike Huckabee and uh, Rob Schmidt, Greg Kelly, a lot of people that, that are just growing as stars. And people are tuning in, but they're very disappointed. We signed last year hundreds of cable agreements for a license fee with major outlets. And uh, DirecTV is, is trying to stop us. They want to stop our growth. And we're not we're not accepting it. So um, we're asking people to stand with us. They can call eight seven seven Newsmax. They can go to our webpage, which is IWantNewsmax.com. IWantNewsmax.com, and uh, to join with us. It's interesting, Chris, that uh, I was so upset about the decision. You know, Newsmax is like my favorite channel, and I'm serious about that. Uh, that we canceled our AT&T cell phone service, both my wife and I. Now we're with, a, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about other companies, Pure Talk. We love it. Same phone, same number, same cell towers, saving 50%, I think, on our bill. But anyhow, I think what we're witnessing today 
is a full-on worldwide propaganda war against freedom, conservatism, and even religious belief, and that Newsmax being deplatformed by AT&T and DirecTV is just the latest battlefield as the left tries to transform America into a socialist state. Now, that's my view. But, um, you know... Well, this, uh, Larry, this is exactly how it happened in Venezuela. It doesn't overnight become a, a, a fascist communist state or socialist state. We know... Uh, Senator Ron Johnson said Americans have no idea the dire impact, he said, these woke companies are now having. Corporate America's become very woke. They're accepting all of this woke stuff. And we're battling back. But we need, you know, support. We need people like you to uh, stand up against them. You know, Chris, one thing that has really come out of this is the backlash against AT&T and DirecTV has been so enormous. It's like the tidal wave that has really kind of overcome the decision itself. Do you think that they had any idea that that decision was going to engender such a powerful response from so many angles? Chris, it's not just conservatives. I know a lot of liberals that say we relied on that show just to get the information. We want to know what the other side is saying. I mean, you covered the the Trump rallies and their in their total uh, stories that were breaking that didn't dominate the other networks. So I think the audience has been much broader than than AT and T ever envisioned. Do you think it's caught them by surprise? Um, you know, they live in their own bubbles. I think they they really they talk to each other. They they probably don't talk to people that watch Newsmax like you and Larry and. Yeah, and they think that nobody's really interested in us, and they they took One America off. I thought that was a pretty popular channel. Didn't have the ratings we had, but look, they've kept on many liberal channels that no one watches, and they're not <laughs> held to account. There's no accountability. These corporations. Um, so I just think people have to wake up. They have to take a stand. Corporations should not be political or major media, or they should certainly strive for balance. Clearly, when they have over 20 liberal channels. They have Newsmax on one side, uh, and they're removing it. They remove One America. It's a sign of bias. It's a sign of political discrimination. And, um, you know, President Trump is very upset, but Mike Huckabee, Ron DeSantis has spoken out. He said, you know, why is it that all these conservative channels are removed? So there is a national uprising, but, you know, we're hoping that people will join with us. Yeah, and it's. I heard somebody, they had the hypothesis that maybe because you're carrying the Trump, you're the only actually news network to carry the Trump rallies in full. Could that have anything to do with it? It's, it's a little bit hard uh, to guess at those. Okay. It might. People don't like it and they keep reporting it. You know, we don't cover every single rally. We do cover a lot, most of them or a lot of them. We think they're news events. And, you know, before this election and this period, Trump. Uh, the press all covered his rallies before that. But now they've decided that we can't watch his rally, so they don't want Newsmax or anyone else doing it. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. If we think it's a news event, this is a free country and free speech. I don't agree with everything President Trump does and says, but <laughs> I, I think he was a great president. I think he was a very strong president. I think he's a lot better than, than Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> dangerous thing all over the world. I, I agree, yeah, well, and it would be really nice to have like a some sort of a special on what is behind this. Is it like BlackRock with their ten trillion dollars of fees that are causing Disney to come up with these strange policies? Uh, you know, Elon Musk buys Twitter, and they discover all that censorship that was going on, totally against well, conservatives. It's coordinated, don't you think so? Yeah. Well, look, government 
it's illegal for the government to, to violate your First Amendment right to free speech. And we now know the FBI was coordinating with Twitter to close down conservative voices. We have the files. They've been released. I mean, and you know what? The major media is not reporting it. Some people speculate because they were doing it with the government as well, censoring people. And uh, we know Facebook, the, the Hunter Biden laptop story was being censored across the board by media. Now, it's very we important know. to the American public. No, that's, yeah. for, that's for sure. You know, it's a perfect way to end because that's really all the sentiments that we all expressing. And Chris, we want to thank you so much for your time joining us today. Thank, thank you, you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. I really enjoyed it. Bye, Wendy. Bye, Larry. Bye. Goodbye. And we want to say to our viewers and our listeners, hold on. Don't touch that dial. We have the second half of Today with Dr. Wendy coming up in just a minute. Back in a flash. News cycle lowlights have no place here. You're listening to the headline highlights on Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. It's time for more news you can use. The headlines streamline. It's time for more Today with Dr. Wendy. Now here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Welcome back to Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick, and welcome to the second half of the show. We have a phenomenal guest for the second half. Very interesting, very much in the mix politically, legally, and otherwise. You'll see what I mean in a minute. Larry, who do we have on the line? Thomas J. Baker has over 33 years of investigative and management experience as an FBI special agent. As assistant special agent in charge of the FBI Washington, D.C. field office, he was one of the first agents on the scene when President Reagan was shot, and he directed the FBI's initial response to that crisis. Tom knows a lot about what has recently went wrong with the FBI, and he's just come out with a new book and we had him on a couple weeks before I, I wanted to we wanted to talk more about this book it's called the fall of the fbi how a once great agency became a threat to democracy and uh, we're going to be talking about as i said this evening welcome back on the show tom so good to have you here nice nice to be back with you Hey, Tom, if I'm not mistaken, didn't you just testify last week before Jim Jordan's House Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Government about kind of maybe what you see as problems with the FBI? Yeah, exactly. In fact, it was a week ago today. Exactly. Uh, this afternoon, last Thursday afternoon. And how was how did that go? I think most of us can't even imagine what it would be like to be in that environment, being grilled. You know, you're under oath, but your questioners are not. And it just seems to sometimes become a, a free-for-all. What did you think of the experience? Well, uh, I thought I had a, a number of reactions. Uh, it, w- it was a very interesting experience. Uh, Congressman Jim Jordan ran the, the hearing surprisingly well. Uh, I was on the second panel, uh, along with a number of others, and uh, – I gave uh, we were allowed to give an opening statement of five minutes. And then all the congressmen, the nine Democrats and 11 Republicans got uh, got to take turns, uh, so to speak, taking their shots at us. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Hey, Tom, the FBI was once such a trusted agency of the federal government. When did the culture of the FBI shift? Where some uh, view the branch as a a branch of the Democratic Party that targets conservatives. And so do you think that former directors, and feel free to comment or not on this, former directors Bob Mueller and Jim Comey bear some responsibility for this cultural uh, shift? Well, they bear significant responsibility. Uh, As I explain in my book, um, the the change in culture began when Bob Mueller was director. He became director just three days before the September 11th attacks, which happened on a Tuesday. The following Saturday, Saturday, September 15th, he was called to the president's retreat. Uh, The the, the president was then George W. Bush, who was in uh, Camp David. Um, with his national security advisors, and Mueller thought he was there to give a report on the FBI investigation, and the FBI had done what it does best, investigate. And in just three and a half days, between that Tuesday and that Saturday morning, they had identified all 19 hijackers, their uh, their financing, their travels, their connections, uh, their connections back to al-Qaeda. And when he was done presenting his report, George W. Bush just looked at him and said, I don't care about that. I just want to know how you're going to prevent the next one. So for reasons that at the time may have seemed justified, he said about changing the culture, and that's the word he used, of the FBI from that of a law enforcement agency to an intelligence agency. And that had bad unintended consequences. You know, um, one thing you and I have in common, despite all of this, is that both of us appear to be optimists, even though there are lots of areas and lots of things going wrong with the world and wrong with agencies and institutions and individuals. How are how can you be sure of a positive future for America, despite some of the injustice that surrounds us today? And I mean, on all levels, you know, we really can't point a finger at any agency or even political party in particular, necessarily. But you remain an optimist. How do you do it? Well, I I, uh, you're correct, Dr. Wendy. I am an optimist uh, and I do hope for the best. And I do hope the FBI can reform itself that is what I'm constantly urging whenever I talk to anybody in the FBI or anyone who has any influence. Uh, but I can't be sure. And none of us can be sure. Right. Uh, I wanted to just go over a real short laundry list to refresh people's memories of some of the abuses or people claim these are abuses of the FBI. They pushed the Russia collusion hoax. They spied on law-abiding Americans, lied to the FISA court, ignored Hillary's server escapades, ignored the Biden family. Uh, I call them the crime family, including Hunter Biden's laptop. They suppressed that, which is probably enough evidence on that to maybe put those that family uh, into some trouble there, some illegal jeopardy. And they persecuted journalists uh, at Project Veritas, treated the J6 trespassers like terrorists and trapped two men accused of plotting to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer. They go after PTA moms, ignore drug crimes at the border, allow drug cartels to operate freely in the U.S. Those are just some of the charges. So in your opinion, Tom, does the Attorney General's Office of the United States bear any responsibility for some of these alleged abuses? Well, for, for quite a few of the things you just enumerated, I think a lot of it actually starts uh, with, with the DOJ, with the Attorney General and his direction to the FBI. I mean, we see this 
specifically in the uh, in the case of the school board meetings where the the attorney general issues an order to the FBI and to all the U.S. attorney's offices uh, to monitor the school board meetings. Uh, that's that's so out of bounds. Uh, and, and the reality is, if there is occasionally, uh, which there might be, uh, a violence at a school board meeting, uh, what, what the local school board is going to do is going to call the state or local police to restore order. Now, there's no role in there for the FBI whatsoever. But by putting the FBI in the mix, uh, the attorney general, Merrick Garland, has, uh, has introduced what is in effect a chilling effect uh, and that word really is appropriate, that term, on free speech. Uh, parents are going to think twice. They don't want to get in trouble with the FBI. They're going to think twice about going to a school board meeting and speaking out. And we don't want to have that in this country. Uh, the First Amendment, all of the First Amendment, is too basic and too important to us. You know, Tom, you really hit on something I think that resonates with a lot of our listeners is everyone is completely freaked out when you talk about the FBI knocking on their doors, showing up at their meeting. You know, you're, the FBI is always credited with knowing what you're going to do before you do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I do think it, it really is part of the issue that, that's being discussed as to what it, how broad is their jurisdiction and should they be at school board meetings and, um, and, and things that happen at schools and, and things. Things that usually traditionally were outside the purview of the federal government. In your opinion, is, is that part of the issue here is that it just seems to have um, spread into what normally was seen as the private sector or like the perfect example you gave, something that might more properly be within jurisdiction of local law enforcement? That's that's absolutely the case. Uh, and, and there's more than one of examples of that where the appropriate thing is, is if there is violence to involve the state or local police. But the truth of the matter is, uh, people even raising their voice uh, upset parents about so much that's been wrong in so many school districts is, is not a matter for law enforcement whatsoever. So long as they refrain from violence, people have the right to, to speak out. And actually what ties a lot of these issues together is our Bill of Rights, is the, particularly the First Amendment. Uh, you see that time and time again, these things being done are interfering with First Amendment rights of, of, of speech, of religion, and of uh, assembly, uh, it's, 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 uh, and of the press. It's just awful, but that's what it all ties back to, and, and that's what has to be guaranteed and restored to being sacrosanct in our society. Tom, you wrote that great, you've written that great book, The Fall of the FBI, but I believe the deep state corruption goes well beyond just the FBI. I think it extends to the DOJ overall, the CIA, and even the Secret Service who buried the investigation into Hunter Biden's illegal possession of a handgun. Do you agree that it goes beyond the FBI, what we're witnessing? And I I explain and explore that in my book, uh, starting with the... uh the so-called Russian collusion investigation. Uh, in, in that case, we saw violations committed across the board, uh, most specifically, and, and and some of these are things that actually the Congress can address. Uh, and and I said this to to Congressman Jordan's committee. Uh, we saw the unmasking of Americans that was done th- th- across the government 
uh, by people up to and including the man who's now the president. He was vice president at the time, unmasking Americans. That that was an abuse. Uh, we saw the the phenomenon of reverse targeting being utilized by the CIA. Uh, John Brennan admitted as much. That's an abuse. Uh, we, we all of these abuses can be addressed by the Congress, and they apply to other agencies uh, beyond the FBI. Yeah, no, I, I think it's I, I think it's really good information, and you know we're we're pretty much at the end. But Larry, I think you were going to ask where we can where he can find people can find the book. Right. Yeah. Where, where can they get a hold of your book, The Fall of the FBI? Well, the simplest thing and what most people do today is they buy it on Amazon. It's available on Amazon, The Fall of the FBI. Uh, it's also uh, most Barnes and Nobles and other bookstores carry it or can get it for you. It's available everywhere, really. Fantastic. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for all the great work you do, and we, we hope to have you back. We could just talk to you for an hour. There are so many different angles we can take this conversation. But thank you, thank you for a little bit of your time. And we want to thank our listeners as well. Have a wonderful, safe weekend. And please join us next week for more of Today with Dr. Wendy. Headlines with a silver lining. Have a great week and God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Today with Dr. Wendy. You can learn more about Dr. Wendy and how to become a guest or sponsor of the show by visiting wendypatrickphd.com. That's wendypatrickphd.com. Tune in every week at this same time as Dr. Wendy will engage and inspire you with an upbeat viewpoint on the highlights of the day. This has been Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.